Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. You'll find out what happened to Frankenstein and other stuff that never happened. Freaking nerds. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the unknown. What's up with these motherfucking flatbreads? That's what I want to know. Man, fuck a flatbread. Fuck a flatbread, dog. Poser pizza. No. Flatbread. What? What is that? Go what F. Is that go bullshit? FYS. Is it? Is that just? Is that yuppie pizza? Is it? You don't want to call it pizza because maybe it's a negative connotation, not healthy. So we'll call it flatbread. I am not sure. I was in. Uh, Vermont this weekend, and I was hungry, looking for food, went to a place that sold flatbread. I just got, it was just a pizza, but they 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 just cut it all cockeyed. Mm-hmm. They just cut it all stupid. That was the only difference I saw. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's like pizza, except here's here's if we cut it like we'd, like we'd never cut a pizza before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It tasted fine. I was just eating these dumb-shaped pieces. Maybe it's the sauce component. Uh, maybe flatbread doesn't have, like, traditional tomato sauce. It had, it that, had sauce, thing? cheese, and mushrooms. Hmm. It just was kind of put together uh, lazily. Man, you know what would be good? Speaking of flatbread, what if you did, like, a flatbread-type thing with, uh, with naan? Like I would, you, I, as you speak of that, Dave, last night it was closed, but there's a place called Bombay Pizza Company here that I want to try. And it's mm. like Indian food and a pizza place, and they make Maybe. Indian pizza, which makes sense to me. My only question or concern is not uh, much, if any, cheese in Indian cuisine. I wonder how that would What you talking about? It. Paneer cheese. Duh. There you go. Okay. You're right. So you yeah. put paneer cheese down. You could put, I bet you can get, even get away with mozzarella cheese with a tikka masala sauce. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I, I've stood my ground on that pizza can be what you make it. I've decided mm-hmm. to mock flatbreads, but but my <laughs> oh, my hierarchy of what it is, like, do what you want on a pizza. I don't adhere to these rules or 
this regionalized bullshit. It only serves to divide people instead of bring them together. So I'm not going to get all <laughs> high and mighty about what is or what isn't pizza. Flatbread is pizza. You're just trying to be unique. Yeah. I think you're just out here trying to be special. But anybody that knows is like, bitch, sit down. You're pizza. <laughs> Bitch, be pizza. Don't try and say... You're just trying to not sound like trash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, no, this is a, a sausage sandwich. It's a hot dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just be, just be what you're supposed to be. That's my I made, two cents. I made homemade steak fries with a tomato reduction. You mean ketchup? <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of like that play. It was a it was a brewery. You know, a brewery always has to try and make their food sound a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm oh. not as angry at the breweries. They really are the uh, what should we do with this abandoned building <laughs> in every community now? Every, everybody's got a brewery. It's like it's like laser tag for adults. Like we got a mm-hmm. lot of space. What can we do with it? Fucking all right, brewery. Dude, brewery, speaking of food. M- make a halfway decent burger, throw some flatbreads on there. Mm-hmm. Dude, speaking of food, got a new uh, uh, barbecue spot one block away, and it's real good. So, what are you? Are you, are you like uh, Norm from Cheers in there yet? Almost. Been, they've been open about three weeks. I've probably eaten there six times. Instead of Norm, they just say heart disease when you walk through the door. Hypertension. They say clear, they say clear instead of Norm. <laughs> clear! Dude, it's good. Shout out to Holy Smokes. Um, it's a spot in Long Beach. Uh, they got a couple of uh, spots around town uh, that are uh, holy, uh, holy moly. It's a taco place, and they took one of the branches uh, right holy near me. Holy mole? Is it holy uh, mole? Probably holy mole. Even though they don't have mole, they they don't remember seeing mole on the uh, taco menu. But yeah, it's probably mole. You're right. Uh, but now they've turned one of the branches into holy smokes, and it is solid, dude. It's it's not yeah. the best. I, I speaking of barbecue, I did have the best two weeks ago. I forgot to mention this last week, uh, but went up to uh, Moose Craft in downtown Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. It's the new king of barbecue in L.A. They're just hands down. Moose Craft got it going on. Check it out. They were a pop-up for a couple of years. Now they got a brick and mortar uh, very close to Dodger Stadium. Anyway, they're badass, but uh, the local spot, holy smokes, uh, real good. Probably a, a strong B plus, A minus. Uh, really good Texas-style brisket. Really good smoked chicken. And I, I'm a uh, three-minute walk away, so this is uh, a real challenge to my, to my diet and my fitness journey. Uh, just, just a new obstacle for me to uh, navigate around, but that's okay. But, uh, you know, I, I justify all my recent barbecue uh, visits because it's still, uh, still keto. Still, if I don't get any sides or anything, if I'm just eating meat, you know, technically, you know, still keto. I mean, we've established that keto is not healthy. Yeah, that's true. I'm um, going to lose some weight, but I'll die of a heart attack. So pick your poison. Why, uh, answer me. This is slightly food related. What's up with mm-hmm. people fighting at Waffle Houses? Oh, man. You, you take 
24-hour I'm watching, new, I'm watching a new, <laughs> a new fight. Yeah, but there's a lot of 24-hour plays. Why? I think, I think they're just showing up there just to fight now. Is, it, is there new video? Something happened recently? Yeah, I'm watching it right now. And this is the employee, too. The employee's beating the hell out of a dude. I would not fuck with a Waffle House employee. I would not. They seem they seem like they're either f- like on parole, looking <laughs> for an excuse to go back, like that oh, prison man. break style. Like I have to go back in to save my brother. <laughs> Give me the reason tonight. I love Waffle House staff. God bless them. That's not an easy yeah, gig. Man. Whether whether you're cooking, whether you're serving, not an easy gig. Not an easy crowd to kind of keep it in line working the graveyard shift on a Sunday morning get a bunch of drunks coming in there wanting scattered smothered covered I love the the best thing to yell after you beat the shit out of somebody as the as the employee after you smack the shit out like (laughs) you've been smothered covered slapped and capped (laughs) oh man I wonder where this one did did it say where it was at says Waffle House on Buford Highway Oh, that's Atlanta. I forget that you have Buford Highway down there. It's an Atlanta mm-hmm. one, yeah. Yeah. Buford Highway is our big, like, um, international cuisine uh, district. All kinds. Of, <laughs> yeah, I mean. Oh, like, I could tell from this fight at Waffle House <laughs> that took place that, the, that, that this, was, <laughs> this was Atlanta's Epcot Center. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man, I miss Waffle House. You need a road trip, Dave? Is that is that uh maybe that's gonna be your bachelor party is a, a Waffle House road trip. Where's the clo- have you found the closest one to you? Yes, Phoenix. Yeah. Just just Man. uh just Oof. west of, of downtown Phoenix is the uh, furthest west, to my knowledge, furthest west uh, Waffle House in the country. Oof. Shit, man. <laughs> Having to go to Phoenix for a Waffle House. <laughs> What a oh, what a break you know, even kind of trip. You know how much you love Phoenix. Oh, just I'll be uh, I, I love Phoenix. Love it so much. I'll be there in uh, two weeks. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, Let me see boy. what I'm going to see. Waffle House locations. What else is going? What I mean? What's happened? I was in Vermont. The thank you to the people that came out to the shows. Your boy's trying to figure out an hour again. Yeah, your boy is trying to figure out an hour again, and it is how to go. It's getting there, man. It, it's uh, it's that weird thing of like, all right, here's a story that I'm trying to figure out, and people were nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, some shows were great. Some shows were like, mm, I appreciate your patience while I go through. God damn, you know that feeling where you start a story and you're only maybe like a third of the way through, and you're like, this one ain't landing the way I yeah. wanted it to. But mm-hmm. bailing out will put a weirder mood on the room. Yep. Yeah, look at that Waffle House, Arizona. Um, but it was, I mean, the club's great. Vermont Comedy Club is a grand reopening weekend. I'm glad they made it through the pandemic. I'm glad that they're, they exist as a club. They're good folks trying to do good things for the comedy community. And uh, it, was a, it was a fun little time. Still off the sauce. Been like three weeks. Really? Three weeks off that sauce, baby. How you feel? I'm feeling uh, mm, like I'm, I've kind of not 
because my gout's still giving me a problem. So it's not mm-hmm. like I'm just sober and bored. I'm like, nope, this shit still hurts. So that's why mm-hmm. you're not drinking. But I, I'm getting there. I was having like brain fog from being locked up, COVID type shits. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get back into fighting shape. Yeah. I feel like. Even including that seven weeks I was on the road, when 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 all this pandemic started, I was like, don't do anything. I was like, no problem. Mm-hmm. And I put, I put everything in storage. I put my whole existence in storage and was like, man, <laughs> play video games, <laughs> fuck off, learn songs oh, on man. guitar and shit. So mm-hmm. it's good, baby. We're getting back there. It doesn't, there was no like, uh, it's weird like it, for it to be midnight and you're just kind of sober going, ah, normally I would just get a big old pizza pie and mm-hmm. uh, drunk, like cuddle up to, next to it drunk. And now I was like, no, I'm just sober in a room, not entertained by anything on cable right now. Well, good for you, man. Yeah, it's been about a month for me since I've had a yeah. drink. So. Still getting into that weed, though? Oh, yeah. yeah Still yeah. smoking that weed, though? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all about to get up, up on that, that. weed. I uh, bought a weighted vest the other day for uh, my treadmill activities. <laughs> Those things, it's, it's, they're no fun. Okay. Yeah. It's fucking heavy. I just, I just see you buying an actual fat suit to help you lose weight. Because, like, the weight of the fat suit and plus visually, you'd be like, I'd... I do not want to look like this. <laughs> oh, man. How much yeah, does man. the vest weigh? Uh, 35. So adding an extra 35 pounds to my workload when I'm on the treadmill. I was reading some article about the science behind burning fat and cardio and shit. And they recommended uh, that's one of the best ways is, you know, either – there's a couple of different ways you can approach it, you know, more incline. P- pretend higher, you're even fatter. Higher speed or pretend you're fatter. Move more weight around. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, – I'm enjoying it, man. God damn, what does your apartment smell like right now? <laughs> Between you making savory meats and sweating it all out in the same space – Fortunately, we have a lot of windows, so if it, Fuck, if it weren't man. for that, it would probably uh, smell like a what kind of weird kitchen <laughs> locker room. It's like if a personal trainer operated out of a food truck. <laughs> Smells like beef stew and socks. Yeah, it's individual. <laughs> it's individual training in a guy's van. He's got a treadmill. He's got. <laughs> he's got the the what? What do you call those uh, bowling balls you swing around? Uh, kettlebells or medicine balls? Ke- kettlebells? Kettlebells? <laughs> Is that what they are? Kettlebells. Kettle? Yeah, I mean, if that's what you're referring to. There there are a thing called kettlebells. I don't know what you're referring to. Yeah, just the the weights with handles. Yeah. Oh, the weights. Well, kettlebells and then you got dumbbells. Yeah, kettle. I forgot yeah, that kettle. for some reason. Mm-hmm. Why is that? So- I know that's what it's called. It sounds completely foreign to me right now. See what really? I'm talking about with the brain mm-hmm. f- just feeling dumb? Yeah, it happens. Well, <laughs> yeah, good luck with whatever that smells like over there. Yeah, it's, it, you know, a lot of candles. We, we keep a we keep a tidy home. 
lot of candles. God damn. It's like it's like Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lamb to hide all the human flesh decorations he's got. Got, got a lot of Glade plugins going on. Oh man. Oh, what's the what's going on, man? I like that. I like that the Church of Satan probably has the best uh, case against the Texas abortion laws right now. I think that's pretty cool. I've been. Uh, what's going on with the, that? The, the, the Satanic Temple. I should I should clarify. Uh huh. Well, you know, Texas doing? Texas mm-hmm. being Texas has to prove that they're uh, continually moving backwards. Yeah, way in to the, go in the in the face of uh, time and society moving forward. Texas has to be like, now hold on, just a second. Um. Yeah, they just uh, you can't get an abortion, just like basically pre Roe v Wade abortion mm-hmm. laws, and uh, the Satanic Temple, which for people that don't know, there's there's Church of Satan everything where they I think they're the ones that actually believe like that Satan's real and this and that. The Satanic Temple is a non theistic organization. They don't believe in any god or higher power. It's just that they choose the satanic temple because the principles of Satanism are basically like there's no afterlife. You're here for a good time, not a long time. So do things that are pleasurable, but also don't be an asshole to other people. But your body Mm -hmm. is your own vessel for you to do with what you want. Mm -hmm. And so they're the ones that got like a statue of Baphomet put up in front of a courthouse in Oklahoma because there's a, Uh there's a statue or a monument of the 10 commandments. And their argument Mm -hmm. is like every time religion crosses that line and is trying to force themselves into government rule, which is not constitutional separation of church and state, they come in and be like, well, if you could do that for Christianity, you could do that for us. Mm -hmm. So either let us put up this, (laughs) <laughs> to statue of Baphomet or tear down this one of the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. And so for uh, for Texas, they're saying that uh, abortion is a right under their religion and so that there's a, relig- a religious exemption to the law. Like if you're going to mm-hmm. sit there and be like Christian in your laws, then this is a, then this is a religious exemption. Mm-hmm. You have to respect my religion and my religion says that abortion's okay, so... And they're just telling everybody, you want to get an abortion? Get on with us. We'll let, we'll make you a member, show you that this is part of your religious uh, right to have done, and they can't infringe on your religious freedom. So is that something that they're proposing, or is that something that's actually in effect now? That's in place. I mean, we'll see if that's what the courts will allow. Mm-hmm. So it's either it's either allow us to do it because it's our religious freedom to do this, or admit that your law is discriminatory and therefore throw it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm, and it's the satanic temples when it does that. I am, I don't, I don't know what happened. I thought I applied, but then I didn't hear anything back and I don't know. <laughs> yeah, man, I'll man. do that shit. I'll support. I did. I, I feel like there are as much as the, some edgelord shit to use Satan as your, mm-hmm. you know, still, Cooler imagery, imagery than other religions. Yeah, and they're doing actual good. So, I know this is a reheated hack premise, but it's so true. If dudes could get pregnant, how different would all this shit be? Oh, uh, just 
I'll I'll, I'll tell you right now, there's still going to be abortions going on, and they're going to be by every fucking right-wing dude whose mistress got knocked up. There will still be... There will be abortions available when they inconvenience the man's life. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So... What fucking gall to think that you have a right to tell a woman what to do with her reproductive well, procedures? It's pe- people that think that that's an actual that that's a human life at conception, and it, but it's again like then where are the programs for when that child is born to ensure it mm-hmm. will have a quality of life? Mm-hmm. Are you voting for all those programs? You know, are you voting to donate to all that? Or is mm-hmm. it just like, nope, but now that it's born, it's your responsibility. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, regardless of what your beliefs are, it's not, yeah, that's a woman's body. It's not your place to tell them what they can do with it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, time to say some serious stuff about all that. That's my opinion. That's, I believe we share those same views, Dave. Mm-hmm. Texas, what the fuck? Hmm. You ever had any... Uh, Remember I just said we were supposed to be silly? We're supposed to have fun, <laughs> give the people what they want, good times? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Have I, had oh, any, man. Have I ever nah, had any abortions? No. no. <laughs> I'm not going to say abortions. I'm going to say close calls. Nah, nah, I'm... Uh... No, I'm a real... Uh... A fucking real pull-out daddy, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> what was that? What was I'm that? Change, joke I'm, you cha- had I'm years changing. Ago? I'm changing sheets. I'm not changing diapers. That's how it's going, man. You Until say I get the surgery. Those... I, uh, I I I delivered the package pretty far up on the porch that time. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple. <laughs> there's a couple ones. There, you know, early on there was some irresponsibility, and we got away. Yeah. All right. Knock, knock, knock on wood here. It's, it's like any other physical act, you know, once you, at, at first, uh, maybe you don't have your technique down and it, it takes uh, a while to perfect it. Yeah, Those I'd say if you're, if, if you're still even at the point of orgasm <laughs> operating with a clear mind, you're having some pretty bad sex. <laughs> you know, that's just full gorilla mode. That's just full just <laughs> fucking... Sounds and you don't even know where you're putting your hands anymore. You're just, oh, jeez. Oh, I was trying to make, yeah. I forget what the joke was about. I don't know, just something about like, it was mostly, you know, when you, you make jokes and then every joke is just still was included in Idiocracy as a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was trying to make this joke like, we're not going to run out of dumb people. Like, dumb mm-hmm. people have the best sex. Yeah. Dumb people probably have the best sex because they're never burdened with the consequences of the sex or or the consideration for their partner during sex. It's just like, mm-hmm. fucking hump, hump feels good. Uh-oh, baby. Like, we're not... Dumb. We're not going to... Yeah, we're not going to run out of professional wakeboarders. Dumb people seem to be uh, more fertile. I always feel bad. Well, are, are they more fertile or is it like, is it the idiocracy thing where they're just like, nope, keep churning them out. Like there's yeah. no regard for the consequence of having a child. Yeah. Like I never understood that. Like people who like this, this is big in the South. Like when I was living there, just, 
you'd, you'd have friends from high school or whomever, and you'd run into them, and they're on their, like, their fourth or fifth kid, and they just act like, you know, it's like me getting a new cat or something. Like, like it's not that big of a deal. It should be a big deal. What? It should be a very big deal to so, bring a human being into this world. I think some people have factored that into their life from day one, that they mm-hmm. will have a family, and that's going to be part of it, just as much as like a mortgage payment or anything else that somebody thinks like, no, once you're this, and, and that, all right, good good for you, right on. I have never factored that in my life. Having a kid no. would ruin my life. <laughs> yeah. It would truly... Ruin my life. I, I've ne- I can't. I, I when I see somebody who's also excited that they had a kid, I am happy for them. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, man, I don't give a shit about your kid. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm happy for you, and I want yeah. your children to be healthy. Mm-hmm. I don't like people send me pictures of their baby. Like I, it looks like a baby. Yeah. How about that? And I'm happy that you are having a happy time as a parent. Good for you. This makes me even more afraid of the idea of being a father rather than seeing a baby and go like, oh, the innocence. And I'm like, nah, nah, man. Yeah. I'm glad you have one. I will be fun uncle to whoever you need me to be fun uncle to. I will abuse the the title of fun uncle. I will. They will. I will it, it be a bad influence on those kids. Mm-hmm. Not terrible, feel, but like a bad influence. Like I'm gonna be like, ah, come on, they're not like I want to do a fun thing. I always feel bad for people, you know, people who seemingly do have their shit together, and they they do want to start a family. You know, couples with mm-hmm. fertility issues. I always feel bad for those folks because you hear the stories. Oh, we tried and we got on these meds and we're seeing these doctors, and then you look the other direction and there's the 26 year old with his fifth kid. You know, it's like, yeah, it's just, that's weird to me how some people (laughs) are just churning them out and then other people who, you know, maybe do have all their ducks in a row and are ready to, to be a good parent, you know, have fertility issues. That's just odd how the universe selects who's going to breed and who's not. Yeah, man. Out there Not my problem though. Not my problem. That's, I mean, there's, I'm, I know there's listeners out there that are parents. Mm-hmm. Just be, please, please do a good job. Yeah. Please do a good job. Your kids are gonna, are inheriting some bullshit right now. Mm-hmm. So please do a good job with them kids. That's all I can ask. <laughs> What are you doing with your non-childlike life right now? Smoking weed and Mm -hmm. wearing a scuba outfit on your treadmill? (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, dude. Um, Let me me get your advice on this. Why don't you wear your weighted vest to the barbecue place? (laughs) I went in the other day. I... uh, I Why are you dressed like an old timey ghost? Like the shit you want to see in the first place. Get a lot of heavy chains. Go. To, you're in Long Beach. Go down to the port and get those chains they use to hold the <laughs> to hold the container ships to the dock. Get some of those around your neck. <laughs> I walked in there the other day. It's like two blocks away, and uh, it, was, it was hot. 
and uh, so in just two blocks, I had already worked up a pretty good lather. And uh, I walked in there, and I was trying to place my order, and the guy, like, interrupts me mid-order. was like, would you like a cup of water or something? I was like, oh, no, this is normal. I'm fine. This is just how I How about an aspirin to put under your tongue? (laughs) I'm just just a wet guy. Yeah, how about an aspirin? Let me make sure you chew that and get it into Mm -hmm. your bloodstream quick. Yeah. Can't have you dying on the premises. I'm glad it's starting to cool off because... This has happened several times this summer where I walk to the record store to, to, you know, sink my teeth in, do some crate digging, really spend some time in the record store. And by the time I get there, I'm so gross and wet and sweaty that I just, I just turn around and walk home. I'm like, I can't even, I can't go. I look like I fell in a creek. Why, just, why don't you start wearing like a bandana or something? Yeah, I'm going to have to do something. Big sweaty, guy, big sweaty guy with a bandana is like a good look, though. Yeah. Yeah, like it's this, I mean this guy's this guy's ready to put forth an effort. It's intimidating, but also mm-hmm. like this guy's here to help. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's happened a lot to me. We were together years ago at a show. I don't know if you remember. We were at a show in Silver Lake, uh somewhere Hyperion something. And uh I was just sweating so much that I just had to leave early. <laughs> I was just like I I got to go go home. I I'm, I'm going to leave. I'm too wet. It's just dripping. It's a real nuisance. Well, that, I mean, we got to worry about that. You're throwing tweed mm-hmm. on that body of yours in the <laughs> desert for a wedding. So Wheel, The wheels are in motion on that, by the way. That's, that's happening. Why oh, don't yeah. you get something made out of terry cloth? Get something made out of towels. <laughs> get married in a bathrobe. Get a ba- oh, get man. it tailored like a suit though. Oh man. No, I'm going to uh I'm going to change after after the uh the dinner. So like uh for the dance portion of the wedding, I'm probably going to change into something a little more uh breathable. But who knows? I may be so uh smitten with my three-piece blue tweed suit that I, I might keep it on the whole time. But uh, Get a yeah. suit made out of mesh jersey material. <laughs> I'm getting one uh, made from scratch, dude. This guy's uh, this tailor here in Long Beach is going to just do it from scratch. I'm going uh, Thursday to get all my measurements. But then I talked to him about, look, man, I've already, I'm losing weight. So I was trying to explain to him, like, you know, I've already lost 35 pounds. I'm going to try to lose another 20 or 30, so we're going to have to take that into account. And he did kind of look at me like, yeah, okay. <laughs> he was just like, he just didn't seem to believe me at all. He was just like, Look at this optimistic yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> I was like, No, seriously, man, I'm going to lose at least another 20, so we got to factor that in. And he just kind of <laughs> stared at me blankly, like, Okay, fatty. How about we discreetly sew some elastic into these pants? <laughs> On the off chance you don't hit your goal weight. Yeah. Let's have some movable parts on this suit. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, so that's uh that's in the works. Getting the blue tweed suit. I got some cool kicks to go with it. Some boots. Are boots technically kicks? I'm still not up on all the terms. I'm getting I some cool kicks were uh, just all shoes. Yeah, okay. All footwear. Yeah. So I got some I got some good kicks coming. I went with like this um like a wingtip combat boot, if you will. I know that sounds weird, but uh, it looks pretty rad. So they're like, oh uh, uh, yeah, the gentleman warrior. Yeah. 
<laughs> the Navy Blue Seal. <laughs> oh shit! But yeah, they're they're gonna, they're gonna look pretty rad. So got that with the blue suit. Um, went to a, uh, the barber for the first time in a year and a half the other day. That was exciting. Got a got a nice haircut. Got uh, did you let him do the beard treatment? I did. I let him. I let him mess with the beard. He did a good job. Did a real good job. I, I was. Uh, I wanted to go ahead and kind of establish my relationship with the barber now. You know that way. You know I've got time to kind of fine tune it before the wedding. Give him a few cracks at it. You know a few reps under his belt. But uh, he did a good job. Real good job. Oh, in this barber shop. Shout out to Americano barbershop in downtown long beach uh i've never experienced this before um complimentary beer and liquor i didn't take him up on it because i'm not drinking right now but i was like he, he offered me a beer and i was like you know no, i'm good and then i was like you know what, what do y'all charge for that he's like oh no it's complimentary and they have a whole keg i guess they just swap it they got like the one kegerator thing and then yeah. uh, just a bunch of different bottles of, of whiskey and bourbon and like all the other dudes sitting in the chairs just sipping on whiskey one guy's having a beer. I'm like, all right, I like, I like this. I think that's like alcohol. Yeah, a lot of the barber. Now that like going to a barber shop became a thing, mm-hmm. like became an experience. They just leaned into the spa element, but for dudes. Yeah, yeah. Because that became the thing. Like, oh, come, like what's, you know, how are we gonna encourage this more? Like, yeah, have a drink. Have it, making it, have it be an event for yourself. Dudes can have. Yeah. A, Dudes can pamper themselves. Mm-hmm. I did a mud mask last night. Yeah? How'd that treat you? I mean, pretty good. Cat was looking mm-hmm. at me kind of cockeyed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like petting a cat, came back out with the, the real uh, Mrs. Doubtfire type of thing going on. <laughs> Ooh, hello! <laughs> Fucking freaking out little D for a second. And I'm like, the bitch, this is what you look like to me every day when you come back from just sleeping face first in the lawn. How like is Jimmy God, like a, It's like a goddamn corpse out there. I'm going to go out mm-hmm. every half hour and make sure she's alive. <laughs> sleeping half in the lawn. We had a rat outside. No. What? So now we got we got squirrels. All these animals, and it's a real Disney situation, real passive-aggressive Disney situation. Like, it's not like they're getting along, like, hanging out together, mm-hmm. but everybody just lets each other do their own thing. So we had squirrels that would walk right by the cat, two feet away. Cat didn't give a shit. Then, because we had a bird feeder, and all the bird seed went on the ground, I think we had, like, saw this rat that was hanging out. Oh, no. Hang- but it was like, it didn't look like a greasy city rat. It was a very, like, almost look like when people have a pet rat and you're surprised that they're not as disgusting as you thought they'd be. Ah. Oh, okay. You know, it just looks like a, just looks like a long gerbil. It's a ringer. Yeah. So, like, huh. we saw, and this guy was just eating the bird seed, and then the cat's sitting on the log underneath which the rat was living. The cat's just looking at it. Like, his cat, it, little D ain't hunting no more. Little D might catch a bird for sport once in a while, but now that she's getting food on the regular, just doesn't she's not running security. Yeah. Like like we thought she'd be. And then the rat left. It wasn't getting in the house or anything. (laughs) So we're all right. You're outside. Do your thing. Yeah. Oh. So uh, wasn't interested in in chasing the rat. Nope. Just saw it and was like, oh, look who's doing a new thing over here. Just sat there watching it. Reminds me of that. Yeah. 
Pat Oswalt bit he had years ago about him and his wife seeing a rat in their backyard. He said it looked like Danny DeVito in a rat costume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this Hello. was like a cute one. Yeah, this was almost like a like one, the kind that when people are like this is my pet rat. You're like, God, it doesn't look so bad. You got Man. little fun ears. No thanks. No thanks, dude. Yeah, we got a lot of a lot of mammals scurrying around back there. I miss the lizards I, of Southern California. I think having an outdoor cat with lizards would be fun to watch, but I'd rather a coyote get into my apartment than a rat. We know your opinion towards coyotes, Dave. And is it just because the coyote couldn't outwit you by hiding? Is that why? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just ugh, rats. Ugh. Ugh. No what thanks. if the rat didn't have the bald tail? Yeah, why am I why is that? Because I I acknowledge that it's basically a squirrel's the same thing, but with a prettier tail. And squirrels don't bother me because we like cute shit. We we are mm-hmm. like there's the, there's an aesthetics to certain animals that allow them to survive. Like the same reason, like the, like the young versions of things are made to look adorable, so you want to help them. Mm-hmm. Like babies look like babies, so you'd be like, oh, we should take care of this thing. Because we don't want to save ugly shit. Like people let people let a ladybug crawl all over them. It's still an insect. Mm-hmm. It's still an insect. Why? Just because a ladybug looks cute, I'm sure that adds to its uh, survival rate. At least with human beings, I don't think animals give a shit about attractiveness. Mm-hmm. But yeah, hey, sp- speaking of which, speaking of which. Ugly animal, ugly animals, ugly ass animals. Our uh, our beloved Chicago Mouthman is uh, crossing state lines. There was a sighting of the possible Mothman at the Wisconsin State Fair early August. What? Hello, Kyle. Is that you? Is that on your end or my end? Dave. Dave. What? Dave. Dave, I pushed Kyle to the side right now. Did I? I'm sorry. Mothman. Did you say ugly animals, <laughs> Dave? Uh, no, no, you must have misunderstood me. Dave, uh, how dare you break my freaking heart like this? I'm sorry, Mothman. What's I've been up, gone buddy? for some time, Dave. Uh huh. And I, I was outside the door waiting to do special a guest spot. Kyle uh-huh. even asked me. Kyle even asked me. <laughs> Dave, message you come do a special time on the Boogeyman's. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. I'm waiting outside, and I hear you talk about me and my kind as ugly. Well, I, I meant it, like, endearing, you know, like, um, you, you know. Hey, that's an ugly cat. Come here, let me pet it. You know, it's Dave, like, uh, uh-huh. I don't know if you know this already, but this uh-huh. is why I only come out at night. Yeah, I'm part of the problem. It's because my man been called a lot of things. I'm sorry, dude. I don't like being attracted to the light, okay? Because that's when people <laughs> see me, and then they make judgments. That's the whole problem. Mm-hmm. Also, I put on some weight during quarantine. I empathize with you, <laughs> and you're jogging with the weighted vest. That's my pr- uh, every. I eat. I eat during the day out of shame and loneliness, uh-huh. and then at night, I I gravitate towards lights, and then that's when I see how much weight I put on, yeah. and that drives me into the darkness. Story of my life, where I I'm eat sorry. even more. Mothman, Dave. was this you? Was this you at the Wisconsin State Fair last oh, month? Oh, Dave, you know, can I really say if I was up at the fairgrounds up there? Uh-huh. 
I mean, I, what, can us. I really say if I was at Summerfest? Can I really say if I was uh, there? If I was, was hanging out backstage for Seven Dust? Can I really say that, Dave? I don't know. I don't. Do I want to ruin the mystery? Actually, uh, it was a Christian rock band called Skillet that uh, apparently you made an appearance right after uh, their performance there. I mean, do I look like I'm a kind of guy who's going to like a Christian rock band on account that I'm an insect, mostly 50%, and therefore do not have any kind of religious affiliation? <laughs> You're not a spiritual guy, Mothman? And, nah, and then even the, the man half of the Mothman... Uh-huh. Uh, really tends towards agnosticism on account that I'm a uh, that I'm a half moth half man and I exist. What well, God? What well, God's gonna let this happen? Huh? <laughs> what God? I ask you, Dave. What God's gonna let a half moth half man be in existence and also have body issues? If I didn't have body issues, about which half do I identify with more? Now both halves are uh, fat. Oh. Now, so both halves, put on? now both halves have a weight issue, Dave. <laughs> I've never seen like a, a fat moth. Like where do you I put the like weight on? I feel like more like a moth, a moth and a half man these days. Oh. <laughs> My wings are exhausted, Dave. They're exhausted. <laughs> you can't fly as high anymore. I, you think it's easy trying to come up 94 to get to the Milwaukee County Fairgrounds or the State Fair, wherever I was at, uh-huh. wherever I was at. Having uh, having a big turkey leg and mm-hmm. and watching Three Dog Night wherever I was at. <laughs> Do you think that was an easy trip for me to make, Dave? Following ninety four yeah. right up past Gurney, past the Six Flags Great America. Oh boy, that's uh, coming quite up a haul. past Mars Cheese Castle and then cutting cutting northwest towards Beloit. <laughs> they have a big is- tur- turkey leg covered in cheese. That's how they do it up there, Dave. <laughs> Turkey and cheese, you like it on a sandwich, not the not a whole slice of cheddar melted on the leg itself. It <laughs> slides off. It slides off if you don't eat fast enough. It congeals, oh, and then you're holding one slice of cheese and one of your uh, te- ar- tentacle arms mm-hmm. off of your thorax. <laughs> <laughs> off of your chubby thorax. Oh, man. I never thought you know, about it. You know, that. it's like having six arms and none of them can uh, reach your own uh, belt. It sucks. Six arms? Do, do, I didn't know you had six arms. I'm a mot, man. <laughs> Mott's got six arms, two of them being human like on account mm-hmm. of the man part. Okay. Okay. Two of them are, have very calloused union hands. Uh, and the other two kind of just are like uh, stabby, pokey kind of things, like a bug uh-huh. Okay. But then the top okay. two could give you a, a good handshake, could mm-hmm. give you a real trustworthy handshake, a real put her there. Yeah. <laughs> but the bottom two, they repulse, they repulse people. A real put her there. Yeah, oh. a real, hey, 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 settle it. Hey, let's settle it on the shake. Real honest. Mm-hmm. A real mm-hmm. honest handshake from my mm-hmm. man to you. Firm grip. Eye contact. Spe- very much so. You look at my uh, several <laughs> pupils. I look at you with all my pupils, however oh. many I got, probably several. It's hard for me to count because I feel ashamed of myself on account of my, the weight I put on. I can't make eye yeah. contact with myself. I understand. Motman, they, why, uh, why did you stray like from your home base of Chicago? Why are you venturing out to other areas? 
Oh, because I love a good stay fair, Dave. Didn't you okay. know that? Then you know Chicago, my man, love a stay fair. I mean, who doesn't? I love an elephant ear, both the, mm-hmm. both the funnel cake time at the, mm-hmm. and a real one. Oh, God. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was at the zoo once, and I don't, I don't have to bother with those guardrails, Dave. Uh huh. Yeah. I just fly right over, and I can yeah. go get up close with these animals and a uh-huh. big old floppy elephant ear. Yeah. Am I eating it? Am I enjoying the breeze? I don't know. A little bit of both. I nibble uh-huh. on the creatures. Uh huh. More on that for another episode. <laughs> I understand. Dave, I want to, I came here specific like to talk uh-huh. to yous about first off, congratulations on your weddings to the nice lovely Katie. Oh, thank you. Heard. Okay. Well thank you. I did. I mean uh-huh. I'm not saying I got an invite. Uh-huh. I'm not well, saying I got one of those. You put it publicly on social media. My man's uh-huh. got a social media account. My mm-hmm. man follows the boogie boogie peoples. Well, yeah, and it's not that you're not welcome, Mothman. I just I didn't know you had a home address. I, where's where am I supposed to send the invite to? Come on, I'm just maybe, maybe you ask. Maybe that's how you how you find everybody else's home address. You asked them like a friend, Dave. No, Dave, you true. went and you asked them like a friend. That's true. But I'm not hurt. I'm, it's okay, Dave. Maybe I will mm-hmm. be there. Okay. Look at the bright lights. <laughs> Look at the bright lights during your first dance, Dave. Maybe I'll be there, looking down on you, having some of the. Having some of the donut tower that you're going to make. <laughs> Don't shoo me away. That's just your buddy Chicago Mott Man making sure each donut is up to par. I will well, land mo- on each donut. This is when I'm a small kind of mott. Yeah. Otherwise. <laughs> oh, okay. You know how a vampire sometimes just a little bat uh-huh. yeah. and then it's like a whole guy? Okay. I do I- that. Oh, sometimes. so you can actually so- change form from a small yeah, sometimes I just want to be a little guy. You know, okay. sometimes just I, I get so tired looking at my big fat body and my dumb arms. <laughs> I just want to be a little guy. Mothman, they, I, I hate to hear this, you know, self-loathing here. I mean, we've all oh, probably, they, we all struggled with weight gain during pandemic. You know, you got to cut yourself some slack. Buddy. I mean, you live in a place where you can get hot beef jardinier any day you want to get, and you're sad mm-hmm. on account of the bad pandemic. And then you could be, you could get deep dish, you could get deep dish pizza, and then be a little guy just swim around in the cheese like it's a hot tub. I mean, that's part of your problem. You know, you're you're based in Chicago. It's hard to eat healthy in that uh, decadent wonderland. I just sit with my two human arms back up on the crust with my body in the in the cheese of a deep dish pizza. Okay. Like a hot tub, like a Giordano's hot tub. Uh huh. Okay, that makes sense. Hmm. I want well, to say, Dave, Dave, yeah, you're going go to have ahead. a special night ahead of you, okay? Thank you, buddy. Uh-huh. Dave, you, well, on yeah. your special night, if you'd Any been, uh, if, you, if you'd been, uh, yeah, some advice, Dave. Uh-huh, okay. Okay, listen here, Dave. Now, you're going to have a special time with your gal Katie for the uh-huh. first time on your for, special night here. For, for uh, yeah, Yes, yes. Let's you're going to use uh, your antennas. Uh-huh. You're going to, you know, that's how you found your mate. Okay. You're, and okay. you're going to start uh, flapping your wings around. <laughs> okay. And uh, read. Now, I know how I describe this in my own words, but I'm reading a, <laughs> a, a, a website about how this is going to go down so okay. I can explain to you on your special day. This this is how I'm going to do it, or this is how This like, is just how it's moth. done. This is how, okay. this is how the band, this is how the Christian rock band Skillet. Uh-huh. Wants you to know that the Lord would like you have it done this way. You're going to flap okay. your wings and move okay. your antenna around 
and you're gonna you're gonna like release uh, pheromones, which sounds like you're doing an awful lot of that on a treadmill already. Uh huh. A lot True. of pheromones. Mm-hmm. They just come out of your body, so that's what mm-hmm. you're doing already, Dave. You probably got okay. a lot of a, a lot of horny sutruses just in the neighborhood already, on account that you're uh, on account that you're wearing big heavy vests and just mm-hmm. walking inside your own home. Yeah, yeah, really stirring up, you know. And then, Dave, the after after the pheromones come out of mm-hmm. uh, well, on my account, it'd be out of the out of my thorax legs. <laughs> And wings, but out of you, it seems like uh, out of out of your other parts, uh-huh. whatever yeah. you would call, you know, your thorax, uh-huh. yeah. which I think is that kind of. I think it's like your tits to your chin, yeah, for you for the person for the human, okay. Dave. Okay, so that's okay. We're gonna call that your thorax is your tits to chin area. Okay, yeah, nips to so lips. What do I- what do I do with, with the, my thorax? You just let it come out. It's gonna be out there, just uh, oh, kind of yeah. pep season in there, and okay. then. Uh, and then you mount the female. <laughs> then you're going to just, uh, you know, del- delicately and gently and with respect and uh-huh. loving tenderness. Uh-huh. You're going to use uh, t- your wings and uh, <laughs> legs to uh, attach uh-huh. yourself okay. to the female of your species. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, she not, I don't have to, like bite her head off or anything afterwards do i or she's not going to do that to me like, no nah, but uh, right afterwards uh, uh-huh. she's going to lay a batch of eggs <laughs> right after there's going to be a whole uh, immediately afterwards ba- yeah right away <laughs> oh no i don't know how that i don't know how or, many or in it, it, how it's going to look to a person of your size dave but it's going to be <sighs> a batch and then uh they're going to be around in your house there so mind the cats oh. and the dog because you're going to have this pile of eggs. So we got to bring them home from, from the wedding. From bring I think home she us. might make it home, Dave. I think okay. there might be enough time for her to get home to dump okay. this bag of eggs off. Okay. <laughs> what if I don't want any eggs? You know, what if that's like a lifestyle choice where, you know, we're not ready to, to raise little moths? Some tells me you know what to do with eggs, Dave. Yeah, it's true. Some that's tells true. me you got a recipe. Make a big cake. I don't know. Oh, but so you want to is... do that before they shed their exoskeletons. <laughs> oh, so this is all like going down. You're, you're talking. To, you're talking about like consummating the marriage. Right? I'm let's, saying let's stop beating you, around Dave, the bush. Dave, uh-huh. I'm saying you need to be the kind of you need to be a lover, uh-huh. just like the kind of beef that goes in to a nice beef sandwich, tender. Dave, tender. Okay, tender. I need to be a t- tender lover a to tender my mouth mate. Covered in juices. <laughs> the first it's gonna be a lot like a hot beef sandwich. It's gonna be it's gonna be hot, tender, and real wet. If you do it the right way, Dave. Uh-huh. I see what you're doing. May your, okay. May your may your wedding be special and may your wedding night be like a hot beef dip sandwich, Dave. Okay. Well, thank you, Mothman. I appreciate soggy that. And, soggy and pleasurable. Soggy and pleasurable. Uh, surrounded by bread. Covered okay. in carbs. <laughs> well, surrounded Mothman, in carbohydrates. I, I did not mean to offend by leaving you off the guest list. If you can make it there, if you can, I, I don't know how far you migrate, but, you know, 
if you can get yourself there, you're you're more than welcome to come on That's, in and, and celebrate pre- with us. That's about a plus one, Dave. I, I can't do it, but we, limited capacity. And just, I think I'm a mock, Dave. I don't need mm-hmm. a chair. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, who would you bring? Full size lady, mean, though. Plus one. Full size lady. A plus. <laughs> Full size gal. She'd probably give me a ride there. Okay. On account of the distance and how flying with mm-hmm. my chunky ass now, Dave. That's, I think about that. Yeah. Okay, Dave. I tell you what, I gotta go. This accent's getting uh-huh. a little tiring, so I gotta I go. Understand. I just want to come by. Uh, uh-huh. Just one mock man to another man. Be uh-huh. a nice, be a nice guy on your special night. Okay. Uh, you know, be like a hot beef sandwich, tender, tender and sloppy at the same time. Okay. Well, if I have any more questions, I'll definitely get in touch with you. You know, because some of the the way you were describing some of these activities, I'm still a little fuzzy on, but. Uh... Yeah, I think I got little fuzzy. Who talk about little fuzzy over here talking to mock man saying the words little fuzzy? That's actually that was my nickname in prison. You were in prison, mock man. I don't like to talk about it. They sent me uh, down. I just didn't. I they they put me in Cook County for okay. a few nights on account uh-huh. uh, on account uh, I I roughed up a few guys in front of Jake's. <laughs> we was we was over at Jake's. <clears throat> Having Jaeger bombs, and I had to go tell some guys to f themselves. Uh huh. They call me half a man, which yeah. on paper is true, but it uh-huh. still hurts. Yeah, I understand. It's weird to be fat, but also half a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, tell me because it. it's like a paradox. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, nature oh. can be cruel. I understand, Dave. Sound like you're I doing a good you, job, though. I'm gonna go, Dave. I want to. I okay. want you to have a special special night with Katie. <laughs> My best regards. <laughs> even if you don't, even if you don't see me, no, I'm gonna be hiding in your little donut tower. Okay. And okay. I'm not talking about the dessert. Uh, yeah. Okay. I got gotcha. you. I don't Yikes. know what that meant either, Dave. Yeah. I'm not good on the riffs no more. That's all right. I've been buddy. sitting in that hot tub of cheese pizza, <laughs> buddy. We appreciate you stopping by. All right. I appreciate it, buddy. Remember, plus one for Matt Man on the wedding day. <laughs> All right. Will do. Will do. Okay, bye. Mothman. Tell Kyle to come back in. He always misses him. Mothman, ladies and gentlemen. Been a while since we heard from him. Hey, what's, hey, what's so, going on? Kyle, I, uh, hey, buddy, where'd you go? It's, I, it was rude of me to not even announce that I was going to the bathroom. Oh, okay. It That's was rude of me to just not even say that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hope nothing weird happened. No, no. When just, I uh, left without even saying I was leaving. <laughs> no, I we got a got a quick visit from the Mothman. That's all. Really? You always. You I always can't believe miss I missed him again, dude. Every time. Every time. Was, I can't believe I missed that f- that flailing accented guest star. <laughs> Mothman. It's oh, almost. <laughs> well, I hope you guys talked about something special. I hope yeah. it was nice. He what'd was. Uh, what did you get into? Well, I was. I was trying to ask him about his. He made an appearance at the Wisconsin State Fair August seventh. Oh really? Uh, yeah, a lot of people. Uh, well, not a lot of people. Two two workers that were cleaning up after uh, the headliner, a Christian rock band Skillet, rocked the stage. 
Oh, uh, sure. Yeah, and then by, when they were done, there was a cleaning crew picking up trash around the stage, and I'm quoting one of the witnesses here, quote, I looked up, and there about 30 feet in front of us. Now, see, that's interesting, just 30 feet. Yeah, I, I mean... I get that sometimes people are, you know, oh, I see it was a great distance away, so I want you... 30 feet's nothing. So if this guy, he's picking up trash, 30 feet in front of us toward the parking lot was what looked like a very tall being, but it wasn't like any person I had ever seen before. The witness who reported the incident said it was about seven feet tall and thin, but still looked very solid. It was coal black and had two glowing yellow eyes, and it had wings, quote, literal fucking wings that must have stretched out <laughs> 12 feet from tip to tip coming out of its back. This thing looked like a literal demon from the depths of hell, and it appeared to be staring directly at the stage where there were still people breaking down equipment from the earlier concert. I Two mean, people saw this bastard 30 feet away. If you can't trust carnival janitors, <laughs> who can you trust? <laughs> If you can't trust the people cleaning up a, after a Christian rock band at a state fair, who are, I'm sure, completely sober. Oh, my God. Also, man, that was your headliner? Was a Christian yes, rock band? kill it. Yeah. That literally I, crosses the boundary between church and state. <laughs> it's a religious band at a state fair. I'd be upset about it. I'd be upset that my tax dollars... I don't think I don't think state fairs are run by tax dollars. Let's hear some skillet real quick. What is this? Here we go. Okay. Rift City, baby. Skillet. Mm-hmm. Frying rockin', up some praise. Rocking up for the Lord. There you go. I'm out. I'm out. That's that's enough of that. Oh, kind of sounded like uh, rancid. The vocals. Skillet. There. What does skillet look like? They look like uh, early aughts new metal. Skillet should be like a band of Denny's employees. Mm-hmm. What the fuck's up, Denny's? Sk- skillet. <laughs> When you pick a name because it sounds tough, but is mm-hmm. just dumb as shit. Yeah, Skillet's not a good band name. Uh, they are. Oh, there's pictures of them holding shields. <laughs> I don't. I mean, it, it's it's low hanging fruit to make fun of a Christian rock band, but True. yeah, it is a dude. What the fuck is up with these Mothman sightings? Okay, I know those were. Carnival janitors, but they're still human beings. There's, we were we reported on this years ago. I think around 2017 is when this started to uh, really make its way around the zeitgeist, if you will. But uh, even since then, just just an influx of sightings. A lot of people, a lot more people seeing ghosts now that they're stuck at home too. Hmm. I didn't even think about that. But seriously, like. Okay, here's another story, and we may have reported on this one, but uh, this is a pilot. This is a commercial airline pilot, August of 2019, uh, commercial airline pilot, former U.S. Air Force pilot. Um, He saw a large human with wings perched on a rail, glowing red eyes, look right at him as uh, as the pilot and the plane were taxing 
on the runway of O'Hare. Now, uh, I you know, mean, I mean, we're not, you know, trying to be a, an equal and fair society. I'm not saying we're going to put more cred into the eyewitness account of a pilot than maybe a carnival janitor, but if if you do, I mean, let me, let me guess, this, this pilot did not want to be named. Mm-mm. And who checked? No. Who checked to make sure he was a pilot? I mean, what credentials? Or did he just email somebody and say, "I'm a pilot," <laughs> and I saw my man. Dude, pilots have seen this thing. Cops have seen this thing. People, carny janitors, emailing. Have seen this thing. Yeah, carnival janitors after mm-hmm. Christian Rock. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm still. I know he visits the show, but I still have my mm-hmm. doubts. I mean, I, I, don't, I haven't even seen the guy. I mean, he's been on this show. I'm going to need yeah. some harder proof. Mm-hmm. I'm going to need some harder proof that this Mothman character is real. I, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll meet him one day. Maybe I'll cross paths with him. I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. But I, Yeah, I mean, it would be weird if we were in the same place at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what place that would ever be. <laughs> that I would be in the same place at the same time with him. So many people are seeing this thing. You know, like with any of these cryptids or whatever, I get it if it's, you know, one guy by himself hunting, you know, secluded, no one around. But like this city, like urban environments, dozens and dozens and dozens of eyewitness accounts. I mean, that, are that many people lying? Are that many people misidentifying? What's going on with this bastard? I think it's just, I think it's just a resident of Bensonville that lives under a fight, flight path, and they've been up all night, <laughs> and that's what I got red eyes. Oh, yeah? I think Mothman's just a black guy that lives in Bensonville. It's just an exhausted <laughs> black guy staring, at, staring at planes, just like, God damn it. I knew this townhouse was too cheap to be true. <laughs> Chicago has two airports, right? O'Hare and... It's got O'Hare. It's got Midway. Those are two major airports. they got little ones. There used to be uh, one called Meg's Field, which was actually on the lake, which is now a concert. They turned it into a park with a concert venue. I think Rise Against just played there. I think that would be a cool place to see a concert. Huh. But uh, I don't know, man. You got any more uh, supernatural, spooky, boogie monster stuff, Dave? True, scary bits? No. Um, you watch anything scary? I started watching Fear Street on Netflix. What's that? That's like a series. I guess a three-part series. Mm-hmm. The three of them, they take place in different eras. The first one is set, was set in uh, 1994. And it's just like a horror thing, kind of like the American Horror Story. Okay. That was good enough for what a scary movie is. I thought it was good. Hmm. I'll check it out. Yeah, it was no, something, I just, something fun to watch. It's getting fall time out here in Oregon. I'm watching scary stuff. Man, something not fun to watch, but I enjoyed it anyway. I watched, uh, I just finished that 9-11 series, Turning Point. You seen that on Netflix? No. Pretty good. I mean, there's, you know, been hundreds of uh, 9-11 docs in the last 20 years, but this one is pretty thorough. It's, uh, I is think, it, five, is it ju- five Is it parts. just about how Mark Wahlberg would have stopped the terrorists? <laughs> is it just him starring in a movie where he stops the 9-11 terrorists? I'd watch, I'd watch that documentary. 
Um, no, it, <laughs> and, it it's a, and it's billed as a documentary. <laughs> um, there's one episode where they were really focusing in on uh, just the shortcomings of the federal government in terms of how they handled some of this intel prior, well, prior and and post 9/11. But um, yeah, they they really talked about this uh, one instance. I forgot which one of the uh, hijackers or whomever, one of the was it 18 or 19 dudes that did all that. Um, but one of them, they had a bunch of intel on. The CIA had a bunch of intel uh, prior to 9-11 on this one guy. And the FBI also had him on their radar, but yet they didn't... It never dawned on them to to share info. Like, two of our biggest federal agencies had no idea... The FBI had no idea the CIA was onto this guy, and vice versa. And they were just uh, talking about what a... Uh, just mismanagement of, of, of Intel. And it just, you know, granted this is 20 years ago, but it wasn't 200 years ago, 20 years ago, we're a, a, a world superpower. We've got all these resources, all this funding, all these agencies and the FBI and the CIA can't get on the same fucking link, wavelength. That's bizarre. Well, is this where we go into the nine eleven truther movement about how the government knew it, like Gulf of Tonkin or something, and had to allow it to happen so we can get into the Middle East as a war? I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's a, that's a whole conspiracy theory that I've I'll be honest, Dave, I've truly lost taste for. Yeah, in in recent events where people believe mm-hmm. this is, I think maybe that maybe there is ineptness in the government. Mm-hmm. Shit, yeah. man, I watched, you know what I did watch was like a movie about Benghazi, mm-hmm. which I still was not really sure what happened with Benghazi, other than mm-hmm. people still scream about Benghazi. Mm-hmm. And this was a fictional movie with the the dude from The Office, Jim from The Office, who now just plays oh, Tom yeah. Clancy characters or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like this shit came out four years after that happened. Hmm. And it was a real... It felt like kind of propaganda y. Oh, really? Just in the sense that it was very like, here's the guys, they're the heroes. We did not really put any, we did not make the enemy a three dimensional character at all. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, oh, here's this, here's this CIA. Also, I still don't know what the fuck happened in Benghazi. Even after watching this movie, I'm still like, I still don't know. Yeah, I've never been completely clear. I know everybody thinks uh, Hillary is at fault. But I don't even, I, I still don't know like what it was like, because somebody didn't authorize mm-hmm. support or so, I don't know what it was. But yeah, it was just another one of these movies where the enemy is the enemy with no humanity or understanding why they would be an enemy. Mm-hmm. And here's all the most macho but good-hearted American dudes. And it was just like, all right, it's as a movie, it wasn't bad, but it was seemed weird for it to be four years after an event mm-hmm. where actual people died. And it still felt like I was watching just an action movie. Hmm. Like it wasn't done with, it seemed like propaganda instead of mm-hmm. a, here's a retelling of how this would have actually gone. Yeah. And here's both sides of the people that are fighting. I was like, no, nope, mm-hmm. here's a rah-rah America movie. Well, yeah, America's always been great at villainizing, you know, any other country that, that well, disagrees with uh, us. 
But that's isn't that just a technique of any military is that you cannot humanize your enemy. You have to look at them as animals or something so you can have this will. I mean, isn't that part of training people to be soldiers is to not view their enemy as human beings? Yeah, but when I don't it turn, know. When it's a movie you pay money to go see in the theater, mm-hmm. that's when that turns into propaganda. Mm-hmm. That's when it turns into, oh, we need to convince civilians that these people are not. Mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't make them complete savages in the movie, but it was definitely just like, nope, here's these anonymous villains. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least that was my interpretation. What was the name of that one? 13 Hours. Okay. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, yeah, there was just some scenes where it was like, oh, this for like for something depicting a true event that happened pretty recently. And then you think about how long it takes to make a movie. Mm-hmm. So Benghazi, this thing came out in 2016 mm-hmm. and Benghazi happened in 2012. And it takes months to make a movie. So this thing was in the work at least a year before it came out. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That, that that was like we were talking like that's the conspiracy that before mm-hmm. talking about the how much the military gets to sponsor football events and everything like oh here's a patriotic thing by the way sign up for the army yeah here's an ad to tell you how to sign up for the army yep here's a recruiter on your school on your school property yeah that's mm-hmm. um yeah let's let's take advantage of the young folks who maybe haven't uh figured out uh, their future yet let's go ahead and get them while they're young and naive yeah and i know i'm not talking shit on the military i know we need obviously we need a military but uh it's always been a, a little puzzling how uh, who they target uh yeah oh you mean uh poor and less fortunate mm-hmm yeah, that's a, that's a whole other thing. And I, I, yeah. I know we need a military, and I know that I support anybody whose choice was to go into that military. But yeah, it's. Uh, I don't think they're going to advertise the actuality of it to get you to yeah. join. Yeah, it's easier. We're, we're going to kinda... belittle you. Yeah, we're going to belittle you. We're going to mm-hmm. dismantle who you think you are, so we, we can recreate you as a soldier. Yeah, and pay no attention to uh, our actual missions. It's easier to just lean on, you're fighting for our freedom. Are we? Is is that what Vietnam was about, our freedom? Well, this is, we might be getting uh, in over our heads on this one here. (laughs) No, I do, I do, and I respect the military, but I do get annoyed at just that that catch-all, they're fighting for our freedom. Yeah. Sometimes our government does some shady shit and they need some foot soldiers to execute their missions. Yeah. It's uh there's I mean it's, it's a more complex issue than that, so I'm going to mm-hmm. stop from I'm going to stop myself now from diving in too far. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Uh Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not trying to rabble rouse on that end. I know it's not, and it is. No, like, me some people are like, "Yeah, this is because they're going to pay for my college. I don't have money. Mm-hmm. This is, yeah, I can and sign I up that. for this, and they can pay for my college." Mm-hmm. So, which is again, go to a larger problem of why is college so expensive that that's mm-hmm. the only option you have. Yeah, 
is to sign up and potentially have to go into a battlefield just to pay for something that other countries make for free because they yeah. realize that an educated uh, an educated population is better for their own country. Mm-hmm. Whereas here we think having a strong military is one of the most important things for our country. How do we get that strong military? Well, let's dangle this in front of them. Mm-hmm. Imagine if college was free. How much would the military partition participation deplete Ooh. true so. and maybe you do go to college after being in the military how is your view of the world shaped now mm-hmm. after being in the military theoretical questions I'm not saying these as like I have answers but mm-hmm. anyway Oh boy! I ran out of funny stuff, Dave. That's that's all right, buddy. That's all right. It's not all right. These people. I I'll say this, man. I was on. I I go onto Reddit, and there was a whole mm-hmm. thing about people who have stopped, have been off the sauce, and talking mm-hmm. to each other up, and that's uh, such a cool thing to see. Yeah, it's a good community over there. That's why I feel, Dave. We gotta get. We need more jokes. These people need some jokes. Oh yeah. They're not, yeah, they're not listening to us about our opinions about how the world should work. We don't That's know true. shit, Dave. No, no, we don't. You, know you write any new jokes? Uh, yeah, I've been working on a few. What's a new joke? Tell, let's end on new um, jokes. It's it's real loose, but it's uh, just Olympic season. Uh, really, this past Olympic season's really made me feel like shit because, and I gotta be careful how I word this, but like, there's so many commercials. <laughs> With like Gatorade or Olympic stuff of like disabled athletes just kicking ass, mm-hmm. and it just makes me feel like a fucking piece of shit. When there's like this one armed, I'm not making fun of disabled people. And there's like one armed Olympic swimmers just fucking kicking ass, and I yeah, I'm, I'm walking on a treadmill. Fastest circle with, you've ever seen with all four of my limbs. I'll do I it. Knew I'll that was coming. <laughs> yeah. No, but there's just been an influx of, like, uh, disabled athletes in commercials. And, again, I'm pro-disabled athlete. I'm saying maybe take it easy, Gatorade. You're making uh, making us able-bodied folks uh, feel real shitty. So that's, yeah. It's or is more it just about like how my companies, ego. Like, yeah, every June, every <laughs> company has a gay pride flag to yeah. show their support. And then afterwards, like, nope. Yeah. Yeah, that one's uh, that one's a little, a little clunky at this point, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to piece some of this shit together. Watching Olympics like you watch porn, like yeah, that's uh, I'm never going to be able to do that. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Only only in my dreams. It's not real. Oh man, I got a premise that I'm trying to make work where it's just about. How I don't think I'm gonna do anything great in the world. I just hope I'm worth how much trash I make. Because <laughs> like be, being in the suburbs now and seeing exactly how much trash I put out in the curb, like where you're in mm-hmm. a city, you lift, you like just throw it in a dumpster or something. Now yeah. I'm like I'm physically taking all my own trash to the curb every week, and I'm like, yeah. Did you? What did you do to prove you were worth existing in this world? Mm-hmm. And if if I don't think I did anything good, I gotta be. I don't make as much trash, huh? Like I saw a joke is like, what did you, did you beat off again and just filed it under maintenance? Why don't you finish those leftovers, buddy? You don't get you don't get some new food. Eat some leftovers. No no new plastic in the house for two days. 
I think it's a big, it's a large premise that has mm-hmm. a lot of things that can fall underneath it. But I like, well, I like the emotion behind. Like, all right, let me just at least make sure I'm worth the space I'm taking up. That's a great point. When you are kind of forced to take inventory of of your trash, as opposed because I used to have that in our last apartment, we just had a trash chute. And you just open the chute, mm-hmm. throw it in there, and it goes down to the dumpster, and you never see it. But I'm in the same boat now where, uh, you know, we, we have our own can outside, and every Thursday night you roll it up, and you're like, God damn, we, we did all this in a week? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, all right, well, if, if, was I a really good person? Then it's okay. But if I didn't, and I was just like, nope, I just was, I was just alive and then made mm-hmm. this mess. <laughs> so... That's where I'm going with it. I was thinking about that the other day with our recycling. Uh, I've lived places in the past where, like, you had recycling guidelines. You know, hey, don't put this in there. We can. We, we've mm. never been. We've not received the first letter, brochure, nothing about what we can recycle. So I just throw anything I think that could possibly be recycled. I throw yeah. into the in, into the uh, receptacle. But then I think about there's got to be a staff of people somewhere at the Long Beach recycling plant that has to sift through all that, and they're just oh. rolling their eyes at like, hey, idiot, why did you think we could use this? That you was – I wasn't trying to like beat to death Portlandia premises or stuff people already make fun of here in Portland, but like, oh, this is when you realize a city actually does recycle. Mm-hmm. And as like – it was. It's kind of the part of the joke I'm making already. But like, I got a note on my trash. Like, you did this wrong from the garbage man. Uh huh. Because there was stuff that shouldn't be in the recycling thing. Yeah. Which is annoying as it is. Like, it is obnoxious at how much I have to separate the different things mm-hmm. in the trash. But it's also like, oh, it's because you're actually doing what you say you're doing. Yeah. And that's what I realized. Living in Los Angeles, that. There was no fucking chance they were recycling. This was like, so, okay, this is, here's so you feel better. We'll is that put what's recycling going on? bins out. I th- guarantee you think in a, a massive city like Los Angeles, they got somebody looking at a city's worth of mm-hmm. garbage being dumped out, and then they're going through going, here's a piece of styrofoam. Yeah, exactly. Here's a packing peanut. Here's, no, that shit's all going to the same place. That's when you like, it, like that's when you realize, yeah, they were just making prison chili. Like, <laughs> put it in there. We do not give a shit. Put it in there. That's what I was thinking because the, you know, it's either that or there's a team of people just getting pissed every day because we're putting all kinds of bullshit in our recycling. Yeah, like unless I that is the bad. job creation type of thing. Like, all right, maybe that's not to sound totally terrible. But, hey, are you a homeless person that kind of already lives in filth, want to make money separating yeah. trash? Be, you know, like, here's here's a government wage to do this thing that nobody else wants to do. Well, and, yeah, not being mean, but a lot of them are doing that anyway in, ter- in terms of digging through recycling to get stuff for themselves to recycle personally. <laughs> make a living from in. your hobby, homeless people. <laughs> Work for you, LA Recycling. If you love what you do, you never oh, work a day God. in your life. There, okay. There's your there's your cancelable sound bite, everybody. Just cut that out, give it no context, and uh get me <coughs> booted off a job. 
I just feel, man, getting canceled is pretty lucrative as a comedian right now. If you get yeah. canceled, then all the, then you could just get booked on like a skank fest and then all the freedom of speech people who don't care about the quality of comedy and just want to support mm-hmm. somebody who thinks they has been done wrong by society will be like, now you're on our side. Now we support whatever you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. If people got canceled. Why do I hear so much about them? Yeah. <laughs> oh man a lot of comics that have never been canceled that nobody talks about that are great but i know Speaking more about can- can- canceled comics who i didn't even know anything about their comedy but i know who they are yeah speaking of great comics we've got a uh, been a while since we've had a comic of the week and uh, this fella, we're both a big fan of. He's been uh, Comic of the Week in the past, but he's got a new spe- special that comes out uh, as you're listening to this today, September 7th, called Waiting for Death to Claim Us. It's our buddy Sam Talent. <laughs> Sam Talent got a new special. Sammy T. Goddamn, he's funny. Yeah, man, and he's, he's open for me on a run. I think he's graduated. You're a headliner now, Sammy T. Yeah, he's a beast. He's no funny more opening and he's- slots. He's he's just a fun dude too. Like I just love his energy. Oh yeah, just fun energy. Great jokes. Great stage presence. Just oh man, I've seen some of the clips of that new special. Just absolutely killer shit. So look out for that. Waiting for death to claim a Sam Talent, September seventh. It says uh, available everywhere. So I don't uh, know if this is uh, video and audio, one or the other. But uh, yeah, I thought it was a video. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I definitely know it's a video. I don't know if there's an audio version too, um, or just the video. But uh, yeah, looks great. Looks great. I guess he filmed this uh, pre-pandemic, so uh, kind of um, followed him on tour a little bit. It looks Back like in the and, uh, hopeful times. Yeah, but yeah, check out Sam Talent. Absolute beast. All right, buddy. Let's hey, let's put it down. Let's put this one down. Let's land this plane, buddy. It's Let's Labor take this day. one out. Let's take this one out behind the barn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's let some skillet play us out. We could do that. Skillet play us out. What are they going? <laughs> are they going to sue us for copyright infringement? That's not very Christian. <laughs> Why don't you take one listen and turn it into forty listens the way Jesus would do it? Look out! Oof. Chunky. Okay. Oof. That's almost as bad as fucking Walker Hayes. Oh, we didn't even talk about that. Should we save it for next time? Can I get one Christian skillet and a Diet Coke, please? (laughs) Christian skillet. All right, buddy. Mm. All right, we'll cover it. We'll cover the new Alp- Applebee's. Uh, turn this off. This is up. This is ruining my day. <laughs> this is labor. This is a day. This is Labor Day. It's a day off of work, and I'm working to stay in a good mood after hearing Skillet. Oh, fucking Skillet, dude. Oh boy. All right, buddy. Good catching up. Hold it down. Where Where you at next? Got anything to plug? Oh yeah. Where are you gonna be? Oh yeah, if you like if you like that unfinished premise about worth my garbage, uh, 
16th, San Francisco. 17th, Oakland. 18th, Sacramento. 22nd, guess what? I'm going to be in Huntington Beach. Hell yeah, Who am I going to be in Huntington Beach with? Is it I'll you, Dave? I'll Is be it there you? with you, buddy. It's yeah. Dave. Surf Dave City. and I will be in Huntington Beach, yeah. Mm-hmm. Surf City. Uh, <clears throat> racist right wing <laughs> riot because your dad never said I love you city, Huntington Beach. It's the Texas of Southern mm. California. Oh, God. Be- beaming with flat brims. <laughs> And uh, then after that, Tucson and Phoenix. I'm out there, man. I'm going to be out there this fall. Hell yeah, dude. Ooh, girl, we got some time. Got some shows coming up. Good yeah, times, man. buddy. Yeah, dog. What about you? You going to do fun uh, stuff? Yeah, you man. You going to tell jokes? Uh, you going to tell Reno. jokes about one-armed Olympians? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Reno, uh, Portland, Seattle, Eureka. All that's happening in October. Tickets available now for all those shows at dumbdavestone.com. Uh, also, uh, what uh, cookbooks? Yeah, still got those cookbooks. Uh, I'm on Cameo. Got any one-arm so cookbooks? I'm, I, no one-arm. Cookbooks. If you have one arm, double prep time. Mm-hmm. Figure it out. Do the math. But uh, yeah, buddy. Yeah, girl. Well, have a good one, man. Yeah, man, fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Uh, The Boogie Monster. Network.